What is going on, everybody? John Pepe here with G- James Grande. Andrew Cooper. This is not the NBA DFS show. This is a quick yeah. out fantasy football show. It is week 15 here, Coop. Playoffs are here for many in the fantasy football yeah. league community. How are you feeling about things, man? I'm feeling good, dude. I got the thing is for me, it never stops. And we play all the formats, right? So I got playoffs, but I still got DFS. I still got my sleeper picks, right? I'm getting ready for the FFPC fantasy playoffs so i mean we're rocking and rolling on all fronts dude if you're out of your fantasy league it's okay man because we got plenty to supplement that uh especially you know the the pickums the the uh the bets the dfs everything john so it's good it's all good all i all i want to do is treasure as much of this last bit of football that we have and uh no more bye weeks so right you know, full slates. Let's go. Saturday games. Saturday games. Saturday, time. yeah. Saturday football is back. We got three games here this week on a Saturday. Appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, I know you got some questions here. We'll definitely do our best to get through these uh, questions. We got to break down these games as well. But of course, as always, following our show here today, you have Alarm Fantasy Football with Coop and Bender. They're going to be answering a lot of your questions as well. So bear with us. We're not ignoring you. We'll do our best to answer some of the questions as we work our way down through this here. Um, let's just hit the first question that popped in here though quick. Everybody's saying hi. We love all of you. Uh, they're popping in. Anthony's got the first question though. Kyler or Flacco? Obviously, yeah. I'm the quarterback guy here. Flacco matchup for Chicago this week. Kyler's got a tough spot against 49ers. I think you have to go Joe Flacco, honestly. I think you do, man. Yeah. It just the, the thing is when you look at what the uh Cardinals want to do. The 49ers just happened to match up perfectly against that. Like they've been a great team against the tight end. So Trey McBride, you know, I'm sure he's going to be fine, but uh, that's where they've been beating teams. Hollywood Brown's just coming back. I don't know, man. Like yeah. Kyler, he's been, you know, snaking by with a rushing touchdown. But even it, it, even in those games, he, it hasn't looked good in fantasy. So I think you got to go Flacco the way he's slinging. Agreed. And Rod's got a similar question. He picked up Browning after losing Herbert. Wants to know Browning or Flacco. I mean, Browning obviously has looked a little bit better. Uh, he's got Jamar Chase. He has some good weapons uh, at his disposal. This week, uh, we have Cincinnati uh, taking on – what's their matchup this week here, Coop? Uh, the Vikings. Oh, it's the Vikings, yeah. Uh, at home, uh, or you have Cleveland at home versus Chicago. Chicago's defense has been a little bit better, but, I mean, the volume of passing that we're getting out of Joe Flacco here, again, I kind of lead uh, lean into the Flacco, I think, over Browning. What about you? Yeah, no, I'm fully with that too, and – I don't know the thumb cramp stuff. I'm sure that's not going to be a problem, but I don't right. know. I don't like the fact that he didn't, he couldn't get back in the game after this thumb thing. I don't right. know, but it, it, it bugs me a little bit. And uh, honestly, Flacco, he's letting it fly. And and the thing is, it's not just a two game sample size, in my opinion, because he played three games last year for the Jets and he did the same thing. Like he's just dropping back, releasing the ball early, and the game script is conducive to fantasy football success, just because he's he's not messing around, man. He's right. out there and he's letting it fly. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and guys, we appreciate all your questions. I mean, uh, we'll we'll do our best to get through some of these games here, Coop, obviously. But it's, a, it's an important week for many. It's fantasy football right. uh, playoffs here. So um, kind of skipping around. We appreciate you guys all again tossing your questions and trying to see what the next question that came popped in because I do want to get through some of these game previews here. But Next one's uh, uh, Jonathan Reardon. Yeah, yeah we're obviously going to do the game previews for the people that, again, like we said, we want to we want to still support the people that are general NFL fans, DFS players, all those things. So we're yeah. going to preview the games. But, again, it's fantasy playoffs, so we're going to do our best. The thing is, the show right after this one with Alarm Fantasy Football, that's one where uh, we really just focus on the chat. We're not doing game breakdown. So uh, if you don't get your question answered in this one, definitely stay tuned because we'll hit them all for sure on the next show. 
Agreed. Um, all right, we got PPR, Waddle, Ridley, Adams, Pittman, likely Ferguson. Do you play a tight end over any of those receivers in the flex this week? Uh, hmm, I don't think I do. I think I yeah, I think I just throw Ferguson on the bench unless it's tight end premium because I mean like you're not going to bench Pittman. I like the spot for at for Adams. Waddle is in a tough matchup with the Jets, but you know he had 100 yards against him last time, and Tyreek Hill's a little nicked up. I get like I'm not going to start Ferguson over Calvin Ridley either, so I'm just rolling with the wide receivers. Yeah, I'm starting likely. Uh, Ann wants to know Car Mullins, Flacco, or Browning. I'm still going Flacco. Man, it's not 45 pass attempts game. Just gonna right. yeah. Just 300 keep, yards, 300 yards, three touchdowns last week, and 250 in two the week before. That's what I'm saying. Just going to keep running out Joe Flacco right now. Joe Flacco might be, in fact, elite. Uh, Kyler or Goff, and then Kyler or DeVito. Uh, probably going to go Goff in the first one. Kyler's got to, I think I got to go Kyler in the second one's where I go Kyler. Yeah, second one's where I go Kyler. Yeah, I mean, listen, no, nothing to take away from DeVito here. Uh, what do they have? The Saints, I think, this week, though. Right. It's a little bit of a tougher matchup for him. Uh, then he's got uh, Toronto Dave Flacco and Njoku. Uh, great stack, 100% great stack here. We worked out great this week, that's for sure. Are we stacking backup tight ends and t- uh, QBs and tight ends and DFS? Good, yeah. The value's there, man. I mean, they never price these guys appropriately, they, they really never don't. do. No. Uh, cool. Before we get into our uh breakdowns and top stories, I want to give a shout out uh, to our friends over at Sleeper Fantasy, they have a ridiculous promo. Uh, going on right now for everybody. It's their Santa million dollar pick giveaway. Not to throw Koopa under the bus there. Uh, you can scan that QR code right now. Uh, sign up for sleeper picks or go to fantasyarm.com slash sleeper. Use promo code vault three. You'll get a deposit match up to a hundred dollars for new users. That yeah, perfect. There we go. New users. Um, and right now each entry of $5 or more gets you a ticket uh, to their, their giveaway. You can max out, I think at four tickets per day into this drawing. Uh, and they have a grand prize giveaway of a million dollars. It scales down. And these aren't given as promo credit scoop. This is withdrawable money that they'll put into your account. A lot of these right. other companies, when they run these promos, you get it put into game credits. They make you play through it. Then you have, you know, sometimes you don't win, right? You're just right. losing. And no, they're going to put this up to a million dollars right into your account there. Um, so go check out their million, their Santa's million dollar giveaway. Uh, over at Sleeper app right now. Again, scan that QR code or go to fantasarm.com slash sleeper. It's got to be done on your mobile device. They don't have the web platforms. You got to go down on your mobile device right now. Uh, just get, take part of what's going on over at Sleeper Picks. We do an NBA article. We do a football article for Sleeper Picks right now. Uh, and I've got to tell you, they have some of the best projections out there. You go compare them to Underdog. You compare them to Prize Picks or even the sports books. Usually they're about a half lower. You're getting some good value uh, over at Sleeper Picks here. So, uh, again, if you haven't already, I know many of you play on Sleeper Fantasy for your fantasy football leagues. So why not check out Sleeper HQ's picks? It's in the same app. You don't have to download anything new. You just have to click uh, the the center button there to go to the Sleeper Picks and then sign up using promo code Vault3. Yeah, get locked in, man. I mean, I've been I've been having a blast on there. Plus, they are within the games themselves. They they virtually always give you some sort of discount with their picks on sale. For instance, this Thursday, Devonte Adams. Uh, typically, they would have him set pretty high in a matchup like this. They have his yardage set as a pick on sale, ninety nine percent off, zero point five receiving yards. So you just click more on that, and if he plays at all, you're going to get that yardage. So. Uh, that's a freebie there. The other one that I like for this game is I'm going to go with Austin Eckler 
3.5 receptions or more. I know they've been using him a little bit less in the past game. Normally, a reception line for Eckler would be set at like five or six. Uh, at 3.5, uh, I'm banking on the backup QB Easton Stick. He came in the game last week and let you know he he immediately looked to Eckler, targeted him five times uh, in his games there. And the Raiders, they just so happened to be letting up five receptions per game, two running backs as is. So I think it's pretty easy for Austin Eckler to, to hit that 3.5 number. I'm going to go more on that one. What I like you got for this week, John? Yeah, for, for me, I'm going to, you know, a guy that, you know, really just disappeared to start the year, uh, starting to come on strong now, uh, and that is Hunter Renfro. His receptions yard prop is set at 26 and a half. For this week, this is a total that he's gone over now uh, in four of the last five weeks, including each of the last three weeks. He's playing almost 50% of the offensive snaps as well, uh, and he's been wildly efficient. He caught five of five passing against Miami for 42 yards, caught four of four passes against Kansas City for 38, and last week he caught three of five targets for 46 yards. If they're going to start throwing to Hunter Renford more, this is a ridiculously low not line for a very talented wide receiver. I was surprised to see him just sort of get – completely pushed out, but there's no McDaniels there anymore. They have a new offensive coordinator. As we suggested, Coop, you kind of remove the Patriots from the Raiders, and now some of the other guys start to move their their way up, and Hunter Renfro is getting some luck, uh, love here over the last handful of weeks since that move was made. Yeah, Austin Eckler, uh, it's uh, Austin Hooper's been going way onto the back burner here. And that was what was killing Renfro, was all the two tight end sets. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, McDaniels' guy, Jacob Johnson, the fullback that he brought over from New England, was playing a ton of snaps before. Now that those guys are playing less, they're using more three wide receiver sets. So yeah. I think, yeah, they're not accounting for that for Renfro. And that's why the last few weeks he went from having like five yards a game or seven yards a game to having 30. 40, almost 50 in two of those games. Yep. So, yeah, the 26 and a half doesn't really make a lot of sense. No, so you're getting 1.77x return uh, on this one here. Uh, you know, Eckler's uh, multiplier is probably somewhere in the same range there. So you can get, you know, a little over 3x value on uh, on this two-pick play. And if you want to include uh, your free square play of the week this week, uh, Devontae Adams over half a receiving yard there. Uh, you can get a nice little uh, starter for your uh, sleeper picks uh, uh, bank girl balance yeah. there. So uh, I mean, again, here, when I plug them all in, right, the uh, Eckler, the Renfro, and the Adams freebie, it actually gets us to 4.9. So almost you five go. times your money on that one. Almost 5x your money there, taking my pick, Coop's pick, and the free pick of the week there with Devontae Adams for Thursday Night Football. So again, scan that QR code there on the screen or go to fantasyarm.com slash sleeper from your mobile device. Sign up using promo code Vault3. You'll get that $100 deposit match and start entering the Santa Million Dollar Picks giveaway sweepstakes here. Uh, it's running all the way through the next few weeks there. Get those tickets in simply by placing an entry of $5 or more. You can get up to, again, up to four tickets a day uh, there. So uh, go have some fun over at Sleeper HQ uh, with their picks promotion going on there. All right, Coop, let's talk it down. Thursday night football matchup here. Chargers at the Raiders. Raiders are home giving three. It's a 34 game total. As we go through these games, you'll notice that there aren't many games over 40 for a game total, which isn't really necessarily great for fantasy or for fun. Uh, But this is where we're at now. with a bunch of backup quarterbacks playing around the league here. Justin Herbert, we know is done. Uh, Easton Sticks can be the quarterback. They are getting Josh Palmer back. Um, How are we uh, handling this Chargers Raiders matchup? Yeah. And this game is such a good example of, the emphasis you have to have on, 
like utilizing the guys that you can trust and utilizing your bench spot on guys that you can actually use. Because in a lot of leagues, I've been hanging on to Josh Palmer, even leagues where I didn't really have IR spots for him, just saying to myself, you know what, when he gets back, maybe I can use him. And now with Justin Herbert out, I look at it and I'm like, am I really going to use – I wasn't really using Josh Palmer because I love Josh Palmer. I was using him because I love Justin Herbert, right? And so now with Justin Herbert out, I don't know how excited I can be about Josh Palmer. Right. It's basically to me, it's Keenan Allen, it's Austin Eckler, and that's about it. Gar- uh, Gerald Everett has once again yet to play more than 80% of the snaps all year. He's He didn't do it last year at all. Uh, this week, once again, didn't crack 70%. I just don't trust that player. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at on that side. And on the other side of the ball, it's easy with the Raiders. It's Jacobs. Well, I guess with Jacobs banged up, there are questions. You start yeah. Devontae Adams, you start Jacoby Myers. If Jacobs is out, do you prefer Zamir White or do you prefer Amir Abdullah? I mean, if Zamir White is obviously, I feel like the guy with the higher upside, he's a big, fast running back uh, that they just haven't had an opportunity to give him the snaps because Josh Jacobs has been so damn good for the last couple of seasons. Uh, you knew, I mean, you know me, Coop. I was tired and Zamir White is a like last round underdog pick. Unfortunately, uh, it took until uh, I was eliminated in like 99% of my underdog drafts for, for those leagues to come through. 1% though, only one, one yeah, team I got, wins. I got one underdog of my 30 lineups through, so... Uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, yeah, if that one can hit bingo for me or not. But, you know, listen, I think Zamir White's the guy that would would handle the majority of the workload. of Nier Abdul is always profiled as that pass-catching change of pace back. So, you know, in this matchup against a really bad run defense, I would think Zamir White would have the advantage. Right. Yeah. I mean, because he's going to be the starter. Right. And the thing with that we always forget is that like teams really it's very rare for them to just straight up say, okay, this guy's going to get all the receptions. This guy's going to get all the carries like the guy that starts, especially in decent matchups. He usually also gets some some receptions as well. The the real problem is when is two minute drill. That's where you get killed. But I don't think that's going to be one of those games. So I'm with you on uh, Zimmer White. Yeah, uh, that's kind of where I'm at. What are your thoughts on the Chargers side of this one? Any other interest? I know you mentioned already just Keenan Allen. Tight ends maybe used to stay thrown to Gerald Everett? No, no. Uh, I just had Gerald Everett, part-time player. I mean, it's an okay matchup for him. I mean, he has great matchups the rest of the season. I just wish that That's what I'm looking at, right? Looking at the matchup and generally, you know, we look at backup QBs. They, you know, they feel like they throw to their tight ends. Uh, with some of those like safety routes that they end up implementing because he's Easton stick is not going to have the same playbook that Justin Herbert had. So if, if you could combine, if you could somehow combine all the tight ends into the charge on the chargers into one player, I'd love that player. But the fact that they rotate them all, Donald Parham and stone smart and, you know, Parham gets a couple looks and Parham also gets the end zone looks. It's like, it, it's just, it's diluted to the point where the ceiling isn't high enough, right? You're just, mm-hmm. Gerald Everett, I just don't don't foresee him coming out and having a multiple touchdown game, which is like every other tight end that we use has that upside. So I don't know. Right. Just don't trust him. Uh, Saturday games here. Uh, we did just get a report. Justin Jefferson's telling reporters that he will suit up on Saturday. So uh, if you have Justin Jefferson in your lineup, obviously last week was a bit disappointing. Uh, played early, got hurt, missed the rest of the game, but is going to play this week against the Bengals. Uh, Bengals are three and a half point home favorites. A 39 and a half game total. There are a lot of questions on the Viking side, though. Does Dobbs get benched again? Does he even start this week? They pulled him last week after a really tough go um, against the Raiders. Mullins went in there. Very likely chance that Mullins is starting quarterback if that hasn't already been announced. Alexander Madison dealing with an injury. We just got the Jefferson news, so that's good to hear here. How are your thoughts on this Vikings-Bengals matchup? Yeah, I mean, honestly, the way I look at it is this team, they believe in Nick Mullins, right? So – 
there's a lot of people that say like, oh yeah, just start the rookie that they drafted, just start uh, Josh Dobbs. But clearly uh, there's a reason that they're starting Nick Mullins, that they they believe in him. Kevin O'Connell says that Josh Dobbs understands why he's starting. So I'm not necessarily going to downgrade everybody like crazy. Uh, you know, however we felt about these guys with Josh Dobbs, we kind of have to feel the same way. So Justin Jefferson, for me, if he's playing, I'm probably going to put him in lineups. And TJ Hawkins is going to be in lineups. Where I draw the line is I'm probably not going to go for KJ Osborne or Jordan Addison because we don't know for sure who the next man up is going to be. We don't know who's going to be coming out for two wide receiver sets. So I don't, that's where I draw the line. But I mean, Jefferson Hawkins, these are mega stars, as we've seen with guys like Jamar Chase, uh, you know, that gave Garrett Wilson to some degree. If you're that good, you just make it happen. So for me, if Jefferson's playing, I'm starting. Yeah, yeah, he said he's going to be playing this weekend. I'm not really even concerned about Nick Mullins, uh, our, our producer here, uh, telling us that Nick Mullins is, in fact, going to be the yes. starter. You know, we've seen him have success as a quarterback in the NFL. Now, obviously not enough to be con- a consistent starter, but, you know, with the 49ers at times when he was asked to pop in and spot start, you know, he proved to be at least a capable NFL backup. He's not right. a complete zero back there. So He was fine, yeah. Yeah, he was fine. So, uh, you know, not not terrible uh brad wants to know fields or lawrence here uh what would you how would you approach the quarterback spot here uh we have uh the bears playing the browns and jacksonville is playing the ravens at home this week yeah i have fields ranked ahead just simply because of you know the rushing upside and you know that trevor lawrence he's has gonna have zero mobility out there man yeah zero mobility so and he didn't look good let me tell you so i want to stick with uh against all those waiver wire options too it's fields yeah, go fields for me. The mobility is nice uh, in that spot there uh, as well. Um, next game on the board here, Coop. Uh, we have, again, three Saturday games. So we have Steelers-Colts now. Colts oh, given two and a half, uh, 42 game total there. Uh, trying to figure out what to do with the Steelers offense. You know, they, they went and lost last week to the Patriots of all teams. The defense, again, came through for them. Um, you know, anybody on this offense you're trusting right now? Not really, man, because, again, with the split running backs – if it's a good or great matchup, then sure, you know, throw them both in there. But with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, it's just hard to trust, man. And same thing goes with Pat Fryermuth. It's like he looked good in that one game after Matt Canada got fired with Kenny Pickett. And after, since then, it's been gross. So, yeah, it's really hard to trust any of these guys. I guess in full PPR, Deontay Johnson is just a guy that is going to get an X number of targets minimum. So, but beyond that, I'm just, I'm steering away. Yeah, I'm with you there. On the Colts side here, uh, Michael Pittman, I said it over and over again during the, the you know preseason, we were doing draft season. He had like the best ADP value on the board. He was going in like the seventh or eighth round. And I was scooping up uh, everywhere that I could. And obviously that has come through in a, in a big way. Um, but is he the only guy right now that you're willing to trust when it comes to pass catchers in Indy? When it comes to fat pass catchers, yeah, because the tight end roulette game over there of like Will Mallory and Kylan Granson, it's almost not even worth a dart throw in DFS, at least with some of these other teams like the Bengals, for instance. We know that Tanner Hudson is the one guy, even though he's getting limited snaps, he's the one guy we kind of trust. So at least there's one guy you can focus on. With this team, they have two Tanner Hudsons that split in Kylan Granson and Will Mallory. So I'm not interested there. And then Pearson Downs. Pierce plays more snaps. He's less efficient. Downs. He's a part-time player, and he, so you know he really needs a lot of targets with his A dot. So it's I really can't trust any of them. I'm starting Michael Pittman everywhere, and I'm starting Zach Moss everywhere, and then trying not to start the other guys if I can avoid it. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm with you there. And in the running back situation, like you said, Moss has been the lead guy. He's getting all the touches. He hasn't had that like 
breakout performance. Many of people have hoped he would have since taking over, but you know, the, he's really the only guy touching the football there. He's capable uh, of it. That's the big thing is he's capable of it. Whereas there's a lot of guys that, you know, when you look at Warren and Najee Harris, what would need to happen for, for one of those guys to get like 30 carries? They, they right. like splitting it. Whereas, you know, Zach Moss, if it's going right, he could get 20, 25 carries and have well over 100 yards. I've already seen it happen against the Titans. Right. Uh, Tam here wants to know, A-Chan or Ford, uh, again, Cleveland this week, uh, dealing with the Bears' run defense, who's actually been pretty pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, obviously, he can catch the football, Jerome Ford. And then you have uh, Miami this week playing the Jets, uh, who you can actually run the ball a little bit again. So right. would you rather A-Chan or Ford? Or I'm going A-Chan, man. A-Chan and Mostert, it was like, you know, even against a very tough Titans defense where it's tough to run and pass to the running back against him. It was like every other play, Mostert goes for 10 yards. A-Chan yep. goes for 10 yards. I'm fine with either one of them. I like them both. Agreed. Uh, final Saturday game here, Broncos versus Lions. Lions giving for a finally a good game total, 47 and a half here. Uh, Cortland Sutton just keeps catching touchdowns. Javante Williams scored for the third time uh, this season last week as well. So the Broncos offense starting to click here, getting the Lions back at home. Uh, how are we handling this matchup? I mean, this line at home for the Lions where it's only four, that's Vegas kind of saying what, what people have been saying. I know Howard Bender's been saying it that. Maybe this Lions team isn't as strong as people thought. Maybe they're a little bit fraudulent here. I'm interested, interested to see if Frank Ragnow is going to play because I think he makes a big difference. On the Broncos side, I mean, it's hard to not start Sutton. He's had a touchdown in every game except for the one, uh, you know, for the last like nine games, the one where back corner of the end zone could have pulled it in, just barely didn't. Like this guy is kind of a lock for a touchdown. Javante's getting all the carries and he runs more routes than P. Ryan. He runs more routes than Julio McLaughlin all of a sudden. So he's locked in. And then after that, I don't know what it is with Jerry Judy, but he has just not been really involved. So I'm not really trusting Judy and nobody else is playing enough. And the tight ends, you know, they brought in Lucas Kroll, who actually ran more routes than Adam Trotman, but you're not going to start Trotman. You're definitely not going to start Lucas Kroll. So it's really just Sutton and Javante. I wanted to ask you, John, what are your thoughts on Russell Wilson and uh, and where you rank him this week? Yeah, listen, I, I said last week I was a big fan of his, uh, liked the spot, liked the matchup. Um, didn't have, like, the biggest game that I was expecting out of him there. Again, I expected maybe a multi-touchdown, um, you know, performance out of that one. But, yeah, I'm willing to run it back. The way to beat the Lions is a throw. So right. I'm more than happy to throw him as, like, a back-game QB1 this week. Yeah, I'm in on that. And then on the Lions side, you know, Laporta, twice now against the Bears, they held him in check. They're a different team with Eddie Jackson. But this Broncos team is a bottom-two team against the tight end. If they're not the stone worst in, the, in people's rankings, they're at least, you know, two with the Bengals being the other one. Like, it's not even close. Those two are far and away the worst two teams. So I think Laporta, you have to get him in your lineups here. Uh, and then after that, you know, you're starting on my Rossi Brown, obviously. Is there any interest for you in, you know, Josh Reynolds or JMO in DFS, or is that just getting too cute? Yeah, no, not for me. Definitely not. I mean, yeah. I'm not with you. Boomer bust to, to right. kind of go yeah. back and forth and trust right now. So and they they rotate snaps. Yeah. Uh, is, it, is this a Gibbs game or a Monty game? I mean, I want to say probably a Monty game, but it, we know that they'll use Gibbs in the, in the in different matchups. So right, yeah, it's, it's hard to trust. They split the carries. Monty gets some of the goal line work. Sometimes Gibbs gets it. So it, it isn't ever a situation that you're playing one or the other. You're most likely just playing both playing if you have both. them both in DFS. You know, probably Monty because he has the touchdown. More likely, it has a touchdown equity there, so uh, yep. probably where I would go. I'm with uh, you on that. 
Sunday game, Texans versus Titans. Titans are gi- – how about this one, Coop? Titans are giving two and a half at home. 37 and a half game total against Houston. Mm. To me, that makes me think that Stroud isn't playing. In this right. Game. I mean, if Stroud was playing in this game, there's no way the Titans are a home favorite mm, here. No chance. Vegas usually knows the deal with that stuff, so I think we're probably going to see uh, – Davis Mills, which, you know, we it's fine. But the problem is it's Davis Mills without Tank Dell, probably without Nico Collins as well. So here's what we're going to see. If you're looking for a DFS dart throw that, you know, we know he's going to get the snaps at least. Xavier Hutchinson, I think, is a guy that uh, you could throw a dart at. A lot of people are going to be on Noah Brown. I think Robert Woods is kind of falling towards the back yeah. corner a little bit as of late. But Xavier Hutchinson, he's 6'3", 205. He's probably going to play those snaps uh at split end so i don't mind that as a as a dfs start throw but i'm not starting if davis mills is a, the starter i'm probably not starting anybody in my redraft i was gonna say no. texans are probably a big downgrade here uh Ooh. against tennessee if, if there's no stride brutal matchup for the tight end brutal matchup for running backs again titans are top way up there in dvoa and they also don't really let running backs catch a lot of balls i guess so, it depends if justin simmons is in or not because he did not play against miami so if he's out again, I mean, that obviously will impact Tennessee's overall defense there. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm worried about it, man. On the other side of the ball, I want to ask you, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and Derrick Henry are hot right now, dude. Are you are you a believer? Or is it just kind of Derrick well, Henry kind of falling? It depends on Levis, right? If, it's, it's, I know both of those guys are good players, but if Will Levis can move the football down the field, it's going to put them in position to have success. I mean, Derrick Henry was not an efficient runner in that game for a long stretch there. He got the touchdowns, which is great, but it really relied on uh, Will Levis moving down the field. Tajay Spears made some plays to move them down the field as well. Um, you know, so yeah, if Levis is gonna you know step up and, and continue sort of a development, if he can build off of this game against Miami where he's making the throws to get his team in position, because when they get inside the red zone, then yeah, they're just gonna run Henry and they're gonna give him opportunities. They they run the wildcat with Henry when they get in the red zone, which is great. I love it when the ball is just in his hands to make plays. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine going with Hopkins and Henry here. Obviously, if you have them in seasonal leagues, you're playing them. Uh, you know, that's not really a question. But in DFS, yeah, maybe this is a spot at home against Houston where you can exploit a matchup. Yeah, well, on this game, Anthony wants to know, do you go with Davis Mills or do you go with Billy Jeans with uh, Will Levis? Uh, oh, I'm going to go Levis. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so too. If Davis Mills had his weapons with him, but he just doesn't. I don't even think. I mean, listen. I I don't mean. I don't know. I would rather go Levis over Davis Mills at this point. We've seen what Davis Mills is, right? There's a reason why they went the route they did. He had a great rookie year, you know, ish, and kind of the wheels fell off him a little bit there. So there were reason they he had it. He was a third round pick. He had his chance, and when you play the way he did, the team ends up with the second overall pick, and obviously you're getting replaced. So that's the way it goes. Uh, Jets Dolphins next game here. Dolphins are giving eight and a half and a 37 and a half game total. Uh, you know, I guess before we get in that one, Jack, I have one more question on this sure. game. I like to reward people if they ask a question on the game we're talking about because sure. it helps us keep the flow of things. If Collins is out, Noah Brown, Elijah Moore, or Jahan Dotson, John, I kind of lean Elijah Moore. With five. Yeah, I think I go Elijah Moore. It's a good matchup for Washington this week against the Rams, but. Um, you know, too much inconsistency there with with Dotson to trust him. You know, at least Elijah Moore's getting targets, so uh, Elijah Moore's where I run. Yep, agreed. All right, now just right, Dolphins. Dolphins. Dolphins giving eight and a half at home. It's a thirty-seven and a half game total here. Um, Tyreek injury last week. Obviously, you have some people concerned. He did come back in that game, but he was more more of a decoy. It seemed like uh, McDaniel 
said he'll have to check in on Tyreek as we get later on in the week before they update him. So, you know, that can be a tough blow for fantasy managers. It's not a great matchup anyways for the Dolphins passing offense having to go up against the Jets here. Uh, and knowing how bad the Jets are against the run, they could just lean Mostert and HN heavy in this one. I think that's what kind of day it's going to be, man. I think it's going to be a lot of Mostert, a lot of HN. That's why the over-under is so low, right? It's 37 and a half, and it's eight and a half point favorites for the Dolphins, which pretty much tells us that the, the implied point total for the Jets is, is going to be bad here. So it's very hard to trust anybody on the Jets. Brees Hall, Wilson, can't really use the Jets' defense either. So, I mean, I personally – I would have a hard time if Tyreek Hill's playing, not starting him, but it's just, you know, we're not going to rank him at wide receiver one like we always do. He might not even be a top five ranked guy, but you really can't find a way to bench him, right, John? I mean, yeah, that's the I problem. Yeah, you definitely can if he's in. You got you right. to throw him out there. So, again, it's not a great matchup. Um, you know, slot wide receivers, they do line up Tyreek in the slot sometimes. They, they line up Waddle in the slot sometimes, and you've been going at jet slot receivers. Anybody on the Jets side that you have any interest in? I mean, no. are you playing anything here? No, not right. starting any of them, man. Brees Hall, if you have to, but it's just. I mean, Garrett not. Wilson to be the one, I guess you could consider. But yeah, Wilson too. Yeah. Uh, Bears, Browns. Browns giving three and a half, 37 and a half game total here. Talk to me about Chicago side of this matchup. Yeah, here's the real scary thing is that a beat writer from the Chicago Sun Times asked the Bears the week before last about the running back split. I've been talking about that this week where he basically said that whoever has the best week of practice gets more work, right? So Donta Foreman started and he played more run plays and pass plays. Is that because Donta Foreman is a starter or will be the starter rest of the way? Or is that because he had a quote unquote good week of practice? We have to go by what we last saw. So to me, if you're going to pick one of these bears backs, Donta Foreman is the guy I would lean on, but just know that, the way they operate over there is like a hot hand mentality. And if he doesn't have a good game, that's why, because it's because somebody else had a good week of practice or got hot. So, I mean, you can't trust Herbert, can't trust Roshan and Foreman use them where you have to. But if you have anybody that is guaranteed work, I would use them over Foreman just to be safe. Like even Zeke Elliott or James Conner, because this is not a good matchup either against the Browns. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, you know, DJ Moore, you got to start him. Darnell Mooney plays a ton, but he's not really doing anything. So you can't really trust him. And then Cole Komet, this is the, these are the kind of weeks that are really scary for Komet because he has four games this year where they've asked him to stay in and block when there's a tough pass rusher, kind of like, uh, you know, uh, Miles Garrett is a tough pass rusher. One of those games against the Raiders, they had him to stay in and block eight times and he didn't catch a single pass. Four different times he's blocked on six, seven, seven, and eight pass plays. So, Cole Komet, use him if you have to, but it is a, kind of a kind of a scary matchup. On the yep. Brown side, John, we're in on Flacco, which means we're in on Amari, in on Njoku, in on Elijah Moore. I mean, any offense that's going to throw the ball like forty-five him. times, you have to be in on all their pass catchers. I kind of like him, man. Yeah. So, uh, what about Ford versus Cremont? Ford does get more pass plays, so I, I've had, I've had Ford ahead. I just hate him. They, they when they get Hunt. the red zone, they go. They use Cream Hunt a lot. That's the that's the thing, right? They they like using Cream Hunt in the red zone. So uh, both of those guys are startable. I think obviously Ford's probably more of an RB two, Hunt's more of a flex play. But I think if you have them, you're playing them this week. Yeah. Uh, yep. Chiefs Patriots here. Patriots are getting nine and a half at home. It's a thirty seven game total. Uh, I got to ask you about this uh, Patriots defense, the way they've been playing, and then you have a Chiefs offense that's kind of been struggling. Belichick kind of knows how to defend this offense as well. And now there's no Tyree kill for him to really worry about. So he can just focus completely on shutting down Travis Kelsey here. I mean, 
Is there a scenario where the Patriots actually cover this nine and a half point spread with Bailey Zappi as quarterback? It's possible. And it's kind of like the Jets Dolphins game where like you don't expect the Patriots to score, but their defense is pretty good. That's why the over under again is 37, which is fairly low here. And I'll tell you what, with Travis Kelsey, he's in seven games. The last seven times he's matched up with the Patriots. He only has one game with more than 70 yards. And that was in 2014. Like, they do go out of their way to take him away. He's going to face a lot of Kyle Duggar. I'm sure he's going to be just fine, right? We're still going to, he's still going to have four or five catches, but is he going to have one of those crazy games where he has 120, 130 yards? I don't know. So uh, I worry a little bit about Kelsey. You're going to start Kelsey. You're going to start Rushy Rice. Uh, We have to see what goes on with the running backs. You're starting Mahomes, but it's just, you know, in DFS, I'm not using any of those guys. No. Uh, And on the Patriots side, it's like you use Zeke. I don't really trust Hunter Henry. he only had three targets. I know he scored twice, but only had three targets. And this Chiefs defense has been good versus the tight end. Top seven, both in points allowed and DVLA. So I don't really – Hunter Henry is kind of a trap spot again this week. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, Juju obviously had a decent game last week. You know, everybody's already talking the revenge uh, game narrative here. Um, do we know is, – is Pop Douglas out-out, or do we have any updates on if he has a potential playing this week? So yeah, he hasn't practiced yet. I mean, and that's it. It gets kind of scary to be honest when it's because he's got a concussion issue and hasn't yeah. played in like two, three weeks. And you see what happens with you know, knock on wood. You see what's going on with like Hayden Hurst and some of these guys. I mean, once it gets into the couple week territory, that's when you worry if if they're even going to try and bring him back at all. So uh, we'll have to see. We'll keep an eye on practice for him. But as of right now, my understanding is that he's not practicing. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there uh, as well. Here, um, next game on the board: Florida versus uh, Florida Falcons versus the Panthers. Panthers are three point home underdogs. Another gross game, a 34 and a half game total here. Uh, you can run all over this Carolina defense, and Bijan Robinson's finally getting the workload we've been looking for. Uh, should be a great week for Bijan. Yeah, I mean, this team, it's almost like they flipped a switch once they realized, like, hey, wait a second, we're winning this division. We we might be able to take this down, and they're, they're just leaning on their stars, right? So Bijan's been getting better usage, 56 snaps last week. Drake London obviously got peppered this week. We're going to write off the game against the Jets because everybody struggles against the Jets. And then Kyle Pitts, back-to-back weeks, 90% route participation, which he hadn't done all year, gets eight targets, six targets, finally scores. They're just actually leaning on the guys that we like, man. So, uh, I mean, you know what? Props to Arthur Smith now. We're going to dog them early on for not using their three stars. Now we got to give them some kudos for leaning on these guys, and and they're winning games. Uh, on the Panther side, Chuba Hubbard, since they fired, you know, Deuce Staley and the rest of the coaches, 20 carries a week, man. 20 carries a week. I know that, the you know, this matchup isn't amazing, but it's kind of more of a middle-of-the-pack matchup. But Chuba, I mean, I feel all right about him. I feel all right about if he's going to get that many carries, right? Like, I don't see why he wouldn't be in the same conversation as guys like Zeke and James Conner and maybe not as high as Rashad White with his matchup, but he's getting the work, right? Uh, the mm-hmm. question is Mingo and Thielen. Like, does it the trend continue with Mingo getting more work? or, or Well, Mingo sucked last week. Um, he, still, Thielen, he, got, he got nine targets. He was just terrible with them. He, was just, I mean, yeah, he had two catches, and they all came very, very late in that game. Um I mean, I, I don't think it still feels like the safer play, but, you know, this isn't a great spot for Mingo, right, having to go up against Terrell. I mean, probably it's probably a fade altogether for the for the Panther side of this one for me. Yeah, I'm probably fading just about everybody except Chuba. 
Yeah, uh, def- definitely, can't, right. definitely can't use the tight ends. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Rog wants to know Pitts or Frymuth. The Panthers are not the best matchup for tight ends, but I'm still going to go with Pitts because I just don't trust Mitch Trubisky at all, dude. I, Frymuth is a good player. There's no question about it. It's just right. that, you know, the, even the ghost of Big Ben was able to get him the ball. Kenny they Pickett were was standing for Mason Rudolph last week. That's, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's pretty ugly. So I'm going to go Pitts, man. Uh, Giants versus Saints here. Saints are given six in a 38 game total. Uh, Tommy DeVito, three straight wins now for the Giants, actually putting them in playoff contention. Uh, now, who would have thunk that for the New York Giants wow. here? Um, is there real value behind, Tom, behind Tommy Cutlets here? Um, and what we have in this Giants offense right now is it starts to make some progress. I mean, it's one of those ones that's a fun story, man. And he'll always have this story forever. But at the end of the day, I don't think – even if you don't think Daniel Jones is the answer, I don't think Tommy DeVito is the long-term answer. What <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. If, yeah. What I, I, I would say, largely agree with you, but he's, he is making some plays, man. Yeah, it's fun. And I hope that what comes of it is that this they look people look around and say, hey, you know what, in a pinch, this guy Tommy DeVito can come in and get some stuff done. Uh, for his career, just in general, like what he does behind the scenes is going to be crucial because that's how you get these backup roles. Like, are you a guy that can run the scout team? Are right. you a guy that, you know what I mean, that people like to have around? Like, are you kind of a part, you know, partial coach? This guy could have a long career in this league if that's the case. And, hey, you know what? Brock Purdy took over a job, so maybe there's still a chance for this. Geno Smith, right? Like, there's, I mean, right. listen, obviously Geno Smith had a little bit of a better pedigree. Tommy DeVito is an undrafted guy. Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant, so it was, was one pick away from being the undrafted story that we're all talking about here. So, um, yeah. yeah, who knows? But you mentioned they could get a return of Waller. Uh, Jalen Hyatt's been on the field making the plays. Wandale Robinson looked fantastic uh, in that game, making some really big plays for them. That comeback catch on the downfield throw and the double coverage that he made. And then, of course, but the one that set him up for that game-winning uh, field goal right across the middle of the field, uh, yeah, maybe that's a little bit more of an indictment on the Packers' defense, allowing him, but DeVito still made the throw and Rondell made the catch. So um, you get Saquon Barkley moving a little bit as well. I mean, that offense is interesting. It's just yeah. the Saints now. What do we get out of the Saints at home, you know, and, and do they put an end to this story? Yeah, I will one mention one last thing on the Giants. You mentioned Darren Waller. People got to stash him because his playoff matchups, uh, especially the last two, not necessarily this week as much, but if you can get him in an IR spot or stash him somewhere, he gets the Eagles and then the Rams, both bottom five defenses versus the tight end. So got to get that guy stashed up. On the Saints side, it really all boils down to Taysom Hill, honestly, because like he really saps a lot out of this this offense, mm-hmm. man. The way that, you know, it's like if there was no Taysom Hill, we'd love Alvin Kamara. We Jamal Williams, as we saw last week, becomes all of a sudden like a potential touchdown dart throw. Yep. Uh, you know, the Chris Olave's dialed in. And then I guess, you know, if you had to pick one as a DFS dart throw, A.T. Perry or Lynn Bowden, any interest? I mean, they both played like the whole game, so it's possible. Um, Yeah, maybe. I mean, again, we know the Giants secondary isn't great. So in DFS, sure. You know, if they're getting the snaps, I don't see why not if Taysom Hill's out. Right. The one thing is that Gi- the Giants are good versus the tight end with Bobby Okereke and Xavier McKinney. So even with Taysom Hill out, no Juwan Johnson for me. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, again, the, the passing offense in that in that team is a bit suspect, uh, really, as it is anyways. But the Lynn Bota thing's hilarious, right? 64, 72, and 72% of the snaps uh, mm-hmm. the last three weeks for him there. Now, again, hasn't been like huge production. 
Uh, but just a snap count, I think, is funny for a guy that we I thought was out of football. Just dust, but. yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, Buccaneers, Packers. Packers were giving three and a half, a 41 and a half game total. Rashad White continues to be an absolute monster. It was a pretty disappointing game for Mike Evans last week. That just happens with Baker Mayfield every now and then. Uh, Mike Evans was open. I was watching that game. Mike Evans was open a lot. Baker was just missing him. Just, just missing him. And, and there was a lot. If you look at some of those highlights, there was a lot of times where you know Mike Evans you know looked pretty dejected about just being missed on, on plays where he was as open as he was. He even pulled off almost a ridiculous touchdown catch. He just had, couldn't get the last foot down there. So thoughts on him and thoughts of this Packers offense now going, uh, going, sorry, Green Bay, uh, Buccaneers offense going into Green Bay this week. Yeah, I mean, you could put together an entire highlight reel of Baker missing. Mike missing Evans wide receivers. Well, Od- Oda, Oda Beckham Jr.'s dad did do that. So Yeah, it's uh, bad. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's very strange, man, because he makes tough throws. And then when the easy throws are there, he doesn't make them. Yeah. I, I'll tell you this though. I'm starting Rashad White and Mike Evans wherever I have them. I just I've gone through those lineups and even in deep leagues, you just I just don't have enough better players, man. Like it's just there's no there's not enough better options. K Dotton is a guy you start only if you have to. Chris Godwin's the one that's been kind of tough, man. He's the one that's on the on the fringe, and it almost mm-hmm. has to be like a deep three wide receiver and a flex or multiple flex leagues for me to not look around and say that there's better options because he's been more of like a Tyler Boyd type guy. Where yeah. The upside's not even there. So uh, that's where I'm at with the Bucks. Yeah, Packers side of things, I think the wide receivers are the story. We find out if Christian Watson's in or out. If he's out, um, obviously, you know, Jaden Reed and Romeo Dubs are going to be guys you can look at. Um, Wicks ended up getting hurt in that game, and they had – um, uh, what was his – the kid well, the kid ended up catching the touchdown pass. Malik, Malik Heath. Yeah, Malik Heath ended up stepping up and replacing Wicks in that lineup. Um, I mean, I guess that's something to pay attention to because Wicks was playing a lot of snaps. If Watson and and Wicks are out, Heath, I guess, is the next man up there. Kind of a big-bodied receiver there as well could kind of fill in that role for them. Yep, that's the whole deal is that right now, like in another world, they would just go two tight end sets with Luke Musgrave and Tucker Kraft, but they don't have Luke Musgrave. So they, that's really off the table. This team doesn't use a fullback, really, so – there's no fullback on the table either. So they kind of are, they kind of set themselves up as a three wide receiver team from the very start. Mm-hmm. That's why Wicks was playing so much, even with Watson out. So yeah, I mean, he becomes a DFS dart throw immediately. No question about it. Like you said, he's going to play the split end role because they're not going to move Jaden Reed to that role. Romeo Dubs already has his own role. So right. the big dog comes in and just takes over that, that role. Yep, 100%. So we'll have to wait and see the status of the uh, wide receivers there. I'm not doing Aaron Jones, even if he comes back. The last two times he's been out and come back, uh, he's played less than 40% of the offensive snaps. Uh, A.J. Dillon is not an efficient runner, but his pass game usage, I think, is surprising uh, how efficient he's been there, uh, being able to catch football. He doesn't profile as a guy that could catch football, but he does and uh, makes some plays when he does get the football in his hands. So, um, again, not a great team to run against, but if, Buc- if the Buccaneers are missing – players in their defense again like they were last week it makes it a lot softer for green bay to attack yeah i'm not i'm not getting rug pulled by aaron jones again i've done it too many times i've done it too many times uh 4 p.m games here commanders versus rams rams are giving six and a half and a 49 and a half game let's clear the deck on questions real quick before we do the 4 p.m just so we can rapid fire games we got some in the chat where are we on the questions here coop Sorry, we're at uh, we have Chase Jefferson Cup at wide receiver. Need, up on screen so I can see it. Yeah, need two RBs and a flex. Devonta Smith, Derrick Henry, Brees Barkley. Unless you think I sit one of the wide receivers, no, you don't sit any of those wide receivers, and you probably start Henry and Barkley. Oh, just need two. R- 
Henry Barkley and Devonta Smith, John, sit Brees Hall. You should have to sit one player. Yeah, you're there. sitting Brees Hall for sure. Right. Uh, do we think for a second that the Saints won't end up being the top-scoring defense? I mean, it's always hard to predict the top-scoring defense, but I think they're in a good spot. Uh, DST matchups for Nino Pena. Uh, do we want KC versus New England or Atlanta versus Carolina? Uh, Atlanta for me. Me too. Uh, should I drop Butker for Cairo Santos? Cairo Santos has been hot. I'm going to start Butker against New England. Yeah, Cairo Santos I, has been good. Yeah, though. I mean Patriots. I got. I mean, I don't know what the weather's going to look like on Sunday in New England, but obviously the Patriots defense has been good enough to stop some teams. So could see Butker in, in a lot of field goal spots here. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just and I don't. The thing is, I don't want to drop him just for a one week matchup. Like I want to have Butker for the rest of the year. If I have right. the Chiefs kicker, I don't care who it is. I'm just going to start him for the rest of the year. Uh, And the last one, Sam Howell, the highest rated QB out of Sam, Kyler Murray, and Browning. Yes. Yep. Uh, And we're talking about the game right now. Commanders, Rams. Rams are given six and a half and a 49 and a half game total. Commanders coming off the bye. Again, Sam Howell, I I said it in the DFS coach every single week. Go look at the last game that he played. He was terrible numbers wise, but he also had two rushing touchdowns. So he gave you 20 fantasy points. He's got four rushing touchdowns over the last three weeks. He's going to throw 40 times a game here. Um, this is a good spot against the Rams. They're in, you know, they're in LA, so the you know, conditions are going to be fine uh, in this one. The Rams' pass defense isn't great, so uh, perfectly fine going Sam Howell. This is a great stackable game, I think, in DFS this week. Anyways, the way Stafford has been playing now, you think he's at three or four straight weeks of twenty plus yeah. fantasy points. There, it's just like figuring out the Nakua Cup and Kyron Williams uh, involvement in that offense, right? Yeah, and with no Tyler Higby, I know Davis Allen came out and did a little something-something, but Davis Allen is super slow. That's his big problem, the guy out of Clemson. He's like 6'6", runs like a 4.84, which is like 20th percentile. So I'm definitely – I'm down with doing Stafford and Cup or Puka. I'll start them both. I have them both ranked in the top 20 for my wide receivers. So I'm pretty much in on all of them. And obviously you're starting Kyron Williams where you're having because he's been great, right? Like the fact – this is one week where the NFL schedule actually worked out great because there's only three games at four o'clock, but they all have over unders that are like 40 or that are like 50. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like you've got, and they're all there. There's a lot of playoff implications in here. So I'm liking it, man. So yeah, I'm down to stack this game up. What the over under is like 49 and a half, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's 49 and a half in this game. It's a great spot. I think the question is who do you have coming back the other way? That's uh, the- probably Curtis Samuel. Yeah. I mean, he's he's the best value play, and it's been you know it hasn't mattered. I, I also don't mind Logan Thomas in DFS coming going yeah, against I mean, the Rams. Yeah, I mean, you guys have been using tight ends against Rams, right? You, you hit last week with uh, likely. Likely, so. yeah. So we'll probably do that again. Again, I I mentioned earlier, there's a one tier of of tight end matchups where the Bengals and the uh, the Bengals and the Broncos live, where those that's the best two matchups. The next tier down is kind of just the Rams by themselves, unless you want to put the Eagles in there. But the Eagles have to trade it for Kevin Byard. I don't quite put them in there. It's almost like the two worst, and then the Rams aren't as bad, but they're right there. So, like, I don't mind that at all for Logan Thomas. And then we'll have to see what happens with Brian Robinson. Antonio Gibson was a pretty easy start with him out, but now with him playing, I don't know if I like it. So we'll have to see if yeah. he plays or not. Have you heard anything, John? No, uh, um, Adam Adam Bernard behind the glass. Can you take a quick peek yeah. uh, and just see what the most recent is on Brian Robinson for us? Thanks for sure. Yeah, I mean, obviously if Brian Robinson's in. He's a, he's a great play this week because he's just full all involvement in the offense. So, right. yeah. uh, 49ers Cardinals. Cardinals are at home getting 13 and a half. They're also coming off of a buy. It's a 47 and a half game total here. Uh, 49ers offense is just humming. 
I mean, yeah. Purdy's been great. It's not even it's not even a point anymore where it's just like, well, he's surrounded by great talent, so he's making great plays. He's now putting those guys in position to make great plays uh, with the way his ball placement and some of these throws. Um, Debo Samuel's obviously been a monster these last couple of weeks, and McCaffrey. I kind of feel jilted a little bit. He had that seventy-four yard run to open the game, and then they took him out to get a breather, and they let Jordan Mason run the touchdown. That was kind of disappointing there. But uh, any and all plays here for the 49ers are obviously. Uh, Great yeah, uh, Adam Bernard, uh, producer behind the glass, appreciate you, man. Says that uh, John Kime of ESPN reported that Brian Robinson not practicing today, so as of Wednesday, no practice for Brian Robinson. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey, I mean, like, how is he not ten thousand dollars on DraftKings this week? Last time he played this team, he scored three touchdowns, and he could have scored. If the Cardinals fought back at all, he would have scored 10 touchdowns. Like he mm-hmm. was scoring at will against this team. So Christian McCaffrey, 9,300 on DraftKings is like, you know, I have to make at least one in lineup there. And again, yeah, we, because they use Kyle Juszczyk, there's no third wide receiver. So you start Purdy, you start Debo, you start Ayuk, you start CMC, you start Kittle. The right. only concern is that the cards don't fight back. But this game, that now they have Kyler Murray and the over-under set at 47 and a half. That, that tells us that they're, 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 Vegas thinks there's going to be at least a little bit of a fight. The scary ones are like the Jets game and the Patriots game where the Chiefs are favored by a ton and the the Dolphins are favored by the ton, but the over-under is only 37. That tells us that they expect one team to just lie down completely. This one, at least they're expecting to fight back a little bit. So, uh, you know, my question is, who do you have? If you're going to stack this one up, the options for guys coming back, Trey McBride's going to be popular, but it's a bad matchup for him. James Conner is, I mean, it's not a good matchup for no, him. No, you're, you're going to, you'll go one of the wide receivers here. It's probably going to be Hollywood Brown. I mean, you can throw on the 49ers. Uh, I don't think you need anybody to come back. I mean, listen, I, I get correlation and all that stuff. I don't even really think this is an indication that the Cardinals are going to be competitive for the 47 and a half game total just simply because the 49ers are hanging 40, you know? So I'm not really, uh, not really buying I'm, in I, to Arizona doing too much. How about this one, John? Last time these two teams played, Michael Wilson, seven catches for 76 and two touchdowns. He's back yeah, on the practice. What Dobbs is the quarterback then? Back on the practice field this week, Johnny. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm again. If you want to go there, by all means, I'm not. I'm, I'm doing not. it. I'm doing it. Michael uh, Wilson. Cowboys, Bills here, two and a half total for Buffalo at home, 50 and a half game total here. Um, I mean, can Buffalo stop Cowboys offense right now? They're just rolling along. Yeah, I mean, this is probably the most important game of the week playoff-wise, right? Because these two teams are both second in their division. Uh, they've, you know, if they want a chance to win the division, these are the games they got to win, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, big implications and 50, 50 point over under two and a half point spread. That's shootout conditions, baby. Yeah. So, I'm feeling real good about. Obviously, you start Diggs, you start CD Lamb. I have people asking me Diggs questions. The answer is start Stephon Diggs. Sure. Like, don't don't get too cute. You know, like these guys have bad games from time to time, but this is a big, big game. With maybe lost the Diggs versus Diggs matchup in this one, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it stinks because that's a lot of fun. But yeah, get Diggs in there, get Ceedee Lamb in there, and then after that, it's the guessing game. I still like Dalton Kincaid as long as he's healthy. We're gonna keep an eye on that. I'm having my updated rankings on Thursday, but I like him. With Jake Ferguson's fine. Brandon Cooks and Gabe Davis, you know, you know what you're getting yourself into. You need yeah. to hit on the big one there. Uh, and what then did the he running- make a Rico Dowdle last week, getting the touchdown, actually having a pretty good involvement in their backfield? We This classic Tony Pollard where they put Tony Pollard out there. On It was, you know, it was first and goal from the three-yard line, and Tony Pollard got a crack at it. 
and then they threw it and didn't complete. I think the, I think they threw it to Ferguson, which is what they always freaking do. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Pollard had a chance to score, didn't score. So Rico Dowdle went out and scored, which is happened 10 games in a row last year with Zeke. I'm not even kidding. They were giving Pollard a chance, and then, you know, Zeke proved he could do it. If Rico Dowdle keeps doing that, then they're going to keep giving him those shots. The thing is, you have to start Tony Pollard. It just oh, – Yeah, 100%. It just scares me. It annoys me. If there's any viability to – I mean, Dowdle got 12 carries for 46 46- – uh, yards in that game and those weren't all like garbage time carries right. he was getting meaningful carries early in that game um the only time he got double digit carries this year was that blowout went against the Giants so I'm just curious if now if they're looking at it, they're like you know what we we're using the finesse running back in Pollard and now they can go a little bit more with the uh with the power back there with maybe maybe the problem is that like I would like the idea if this were set to be a blowout then I would say hey you know what we have the power back potential plus the blowout potential Cowboys don't have a lot of games left on the schedule that are blowout potential. Right. They got the Bills this week. Then they go on the road to face the Dolphins next week. And then they play the Lions. Like that schedule sucks, man. Right, last last two games here, Crew, because we got to get going okay. for you and uh and a bender and an alarm fantasy football that's coming up next. Uh Ravens, Jacksonville. Jacksonville's getting three. It's a 42 and a half game total here. Uh, where are we looking at with Baltimore? Lamar Jackson's hot. We're starting him. Isaiah likely is a start for sure for me. I mean, he's playing that role. We just, you know, you can you can definitely make moves on the Jaguars, right? We we just watched David Njoku score two touchdowns on. I mean, th- that was four t- four tight end touchdowns last week in that game. So yeah, likely we're in. Uh, the running backs, of course, is dicey, man. Like you know, Keaton Mitchell's getting the job in space. Gus is the goal line back. Justice Hill gets a two minute drill. I don't really like any of the backs there. I'm going with Travis Etienne. I'm going with Calvin Ridley. I'm starting Zay Jones, honestly, in, in a spot because he's getting all the work. And then for me, Parker Washington, I'm kind of out on John. I'm not sure. Is he is he uh showdown slate worthy? Maybe. Uh yeah, possibly. I could I could certainly see that uh see that happening here. Yeah. Um well, and final game here, Monday night football is gonna be fun one. Eagles, Seahawks. Seahawks are getting three and a half, 47 and a half game total. What's your takeaway here on Philadelphia? Uh, they people souring them a little bit. I mean, what, clearly, what dude, three and a half, John. What is that? Are we betting on the Eagles here, dude. I think I want to bet on the Eagles to cover that. I wish if it was three, I'd be. In I gotta for see sure. what the quarterback situation is gonna look like for Seattle before I do that. Who cares, dude? Gino, Drew, Locke. I don't know. I think I bet the Eagles regardless, dude. I okay. are the Eagles frauds, dude. You know what I mean? Like no, you're gonna bet the Eagles, not the Seahawks, right? What about the Eagles? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. I thought you said yeah. the Seahawks. Like, no, 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 no. Like this line, dude. This line is disrespectful to the Eagles, in my opinion. And you know, and, may, and maybe, maybe they deserve to be disrespected at this point. They lose. They lost back-to-back games to San Fran and the Cowboys. But I don't think the Seahawks. You know, I just don't think they win this game, man. And it gets loud over there, of course. But like, I don't know. I'm I'm taking I'm putting my money on the Eagles, dude. Yeah, that one that one definitely works for me there. All right, everybody. The link for the Alarm Fantasy Football is in there. Yes, Jack. I misspelled Howard's name. I know the disrespect. Don't tell him. Don't tell him I did it. Uh, go. Watch uh, Howard's rich now. He doesn't yeah. care. Watch Coop and Bender Alarm Fantasy Football coming up next, everybody. And uh, for now. Uh, good luck in week uh, 15. I'll, Coop and I will be tomorrow, Thursday Night Football. We'll talk to you all then.